Good afternoon, Bards Nation. How are you doing today? Guys, I'm with you one more time. Um, Scott is on the way home right now, and he will be back for uh, both episodes this evening. And he asked me if I would help host this show. And today is 10-10-2022, guys. We made it to another week. Craziness around the world right now. There's a lot of uh, saber rattling going on um, over, over in Europe right now, as well as some uh, Russia escalation that happened last night. About 100 missiles going in, so keeping my eyes on that. Today, I originally wanted to kind of expand on on the show that uh, Scott put together last night and just talk about the importance of being the warrior in the garden, being more prepared, um, better off being a warrior in the garden than being a gardener in a war. But then I came across a video today and I kind of changed it up a little bit because this is just, in my opinion, pretty important. You know, we were warned in Matthew and multiple other scriptures in the Bible that we would come to a time where you know, brothers would turn against brothers, friends against friends, sister against sister. We would have um, deception even coming out of our churches. And I came across this video that just, once again, these things just don't sit right with me. So I kind of wanted to talk today about the importance of our job right now, which is becoming what the churches were, you know, um, either using it through our threads, our social media uh, platforms, Podbean, um, podcast or whatever we have right now. It's kind of our job to help guide people to Christ and to help spread that word, especially when we're coming across churches right now, which have bowed down to our government. And I want to play this quick little video for you. This is why I decided to do this show today. And uh, this is just unbelievable where we're going. Just a little uh, heads up to let you know, this takes place in a church um, with a drag queen, two kids sitting on the stage and the preacher. Listen to this. Do either of you have any questions for Ms. Pentecost? 
thank you. <laughs> yeah. You like her eyeshadow. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll let you borrow it. When you're older, when you're allowed to wear makeup. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, one of the things I think is great about Miss Pentecost is she reminds us that we, we follow a God who calls us to not conform to things of this world, uh, that we're supposed to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. And that means that what I think today may have to change tomorrow if I continue to renew my mind. And it's so cool that we serve a God that calls us to continue to grow and continue to, to change into something new. Uh, and to not be bound by the ways that the world confines us sometimes, that, that we're supposed to live differently. Do you so this takes place in an actual church on a Sunday, two kids sitting on the stage talking to a drag queen about how God wants us to, to change with the times. Um, this is just unbelievable, guys, because we, you know, we always assumed that church would be the place that we could go to where we could find what we're looking for, that connection to Christ and, and the true scripture. And right now they're perverting the scripture in every way. And this is just one example of many churches that are doing this. And we were warned. We knew that the electors would stab us in the back and turn against us. And, and there would be uh, fake apostles and fake preachers. And, and we're seeing that more and more. And it became really apparent during this pandemic when we needed churches as much as we ever have. And they all closed down all to keep tax exemptions and stuff like this. And, you know, this is why it's important right now to remember that, in order to preach the word of God, you know, it, it doesn't take more than understanding the scripture and having that relationship with God. Preachers aren't elected into their positions. I myself would much rather follow a man who never went to college or a woman who never went to college but understands the scripture, the, the, the ones that walk the walk. Those are the ones that I would rather listen to rather than going to a church where somebody may have gotten a great college degree in divinity, theology, or something like that but they don't walk the walk exactly like this preacher right here who is literally talking about how we need to change with the times and that God put that on our hearts to, to become more open-minded and change with the times. And, you know, I'm very, very tolerant when it comes to anything, you know, I do believe, you know, if I go into a church and there's homosexuals in that church, great. You know what I'm saying? Jesus wasn't hanging out with the righteous. He was hanging out with the people that needed what he had to teach. Um, but right now, these churches are going a whole different direction. Like I said, they're literally perverting the scripture to, to fit and to mean what they want to, to be more inclusive, to be woke. And this isn't a time about being woke. This is a time about understanding the scripture, that relationship with God and getting people closer to God every single day. And this is our job, guys. This is our job right now. We are going to become warriors. You know, just like Scott was talking about last night, there's a time that we need to be passive, but sometimes we need to stand up and fight. And right now, this is the way that we need to fight is by going out, being those preachers, spreading the word, not being embarrassed, having conversations with just random people about Christ. But one thing that I realized that was really important to me is I never forget where I was before I was Christian and how even though I understood and I read scripture and I believed in Christ and I believed in God, I wouldn't consider myself a Christian because every time I'd go to a church, I'd feel judged. Um, they, they came at me. Um, and the way I look at it is the meat instead of the milk. And there's a big difference between those of us who already have that relationship with God and the kind of conversations that we can have very open. You know what I'm saying? We're ready to hear that scripture. We're already at that point as compared to talking to someone who doesn't know God yet, who hasn't found that scripture, who doesn't have that relationship with Christ. And I've got a video that I'm going to play after we do our prayer. And the video is called The Delicate Dance. And 
I, like I said, is, is today when I talk to people that don't have that relationship yet, that don't understand the Bible, that don't know Christ like we do, I talk to them differently. And, you know, I explained in another episode, the difference between the milk and the meat, you don't feed meat to a baby. They're not ready for it. You have to give the milk to the baby. And then eventually they grow their teeth and the baby's ready to eat the meat. Well, I look at the same thing as being a Christian compared to those who aren't Christians. Those who are just, just interested in listening to what you have to say about God and the scripture, you can't just go feed them the meat. Because sometimes when you, when you give them the meat and they're not ready for it, they go the other direction and you're counterproductive to what you're trying to do, which is why when we speak to people that haven't found God yet, we've got to give them the milk. We've got to be delicate about the way that we speak to them. We have to be very non-judgmental yet because like I said, is we understand a lot more once we get that relationship with Christ than we do before. You know, we understand what we are seeking. We understand the importance of the connection with God and we understand the power of the scripture, which is just a beautiful thing. But those that don't know the scripture yet, that don't know the Bible, don't even know God. I've run into people that, that know very little about Jesus you know, like I said, we have to be delicate about it. We, we have to want them to follow that narrow path. We can't force anyone to do it. We have to want them. So when we speak to them, we do. We have to be very delicate about the way that we speak, non-judgmental. Um, introduce them to the scripture. Show them the love that we naturally have in our own hearts and why we have that connection with God. Because like I said, is it's a big difference between being there and wanting to be there. And for me, myself, when I was, you know, looking into scripture and so forth, it wasn't the Bible, the scripture, Jesus, or anything that kept me from becoming a Christian. It was actually the Christians that kept me from wanting to become a Christian. And, and I don't hold anything against them because trust me, I know now, now that I have found Christ, that I have that relationship. I understand that their hearts were in the great, were in a right place. They wanted me to find that narrow path. They wanted me to have that relationship. They were excited about it. But sometimes you can push a little bit too hard. Sometimes what we, you know, have in our right mind and in our best interest can end up being kind of bullying in a way. And that was what kept me from walking into the church so long. You know, one day um, I just got inspired by God and I walked into an all black church um, and literally just felt the spirit like I had never had before. This, you know, I was the only white guy in this church. I'm not a skinny white guy with a kilt, no matter and everyone was real open. They had me sitting, you know, they moved over and gave me a seat next to them. They were all singing and dancing. And I literally felt the love and the spirit naturally because I saw the love that they naturally had within themselves. And it wasn't being pushed upon me. I had great conversations after church. And that was the beginning. And it took just gentle love, that gentle push in the right direction. All right, guys, it is 311. So I'm going to go ahead and do a prayer. And then I'm going to play this video, Delicate Dance. And then we will uh, move on from there. Please bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all the blessings that you've given us, dear Lord. Thank you for letting us wake up today. Thank you for letting us gather right here in this beautiful community of Christians. Dear Lord, as we get into these times and things get more chaotic, we know it's going to get worse, dear Lord. So we just ask that you give us more faith every single day, dear Lord. Give us more strength, more courage to do what we're doing. But I ask, dear Lord, that you, you just reach out and give us all just a little bit more discernment so that we can help lead others to you. Dear Lord, I will never forget where I was and what it took me to find you. But dear Lord, I found you and you brought the right people into my life to do so. 
Dear Lord, we are all your servants down here and we all speak in different words and we speak in different ways. And we have the ability to touch some that others can't touch, dear Lord. So I ask, dear Lord, that you bring us, you bring each one of us into the lives of those people that we can help, the ones that we can speak to. Dear Lord, let us walk in and not look at the way they look at the tattoos and the piercings or the purple hair or any of that stuff. Let us walk into these situations with an open mind because I have learned over the last couple of days just how judgmental people can be. And I, I realized, dear Lord, that even we can be judgmental when we look at someone and we assume they're, they're not going to find God. Well, dear Lord, I realized that some of your greatest warriors came from some of the worst places. Some of them were drug addicts. Some of them may have committed murder. Dear Lord, you will put some of these people in prison for 10 years and they end up finding you and in the behind bars and end up waking up hundreds, if not thousands of other prisoners while they are in jail. Dear Lord, you put us all in the situations to where we serve you best. And I'm grateful for that, dear Lord. So let us walk into all situations. Let us walk into it with an open heart and love. Never judge anybody, dear Lord, because with you, anything is possible and you can change the coldest hearts to be in some of your greatest warriors. It's, it's exampled all throughout the Bible. Dear Lord, I ask that you constantly keep us on this mission. Don't let us waver, dear Lord. Let us find more motivation every single day to help wake people up and help them understand and find the love that we have in our hearts that we have found with the relationship with you. Dear Lord, this isn't about making their army weaker. It's about strengthening ours. So let's not kill their army. Let's wake their army up. Let's bring them closer to you. Let's help them find that relationship with you so that we can build our army even stronger because we're going to need that as we move forward in these times. But dear Lord, you mentioned over and over again in the Bible to fear not. And I ask, dear Lord, more than ever that you just get into our hearts. Dear Lord, you, you put that armor over our body. You please keep it mended. And dear Lord, let us fear not. Let us not have any anxiety, fear, anger, or hate, but always have love in our heart. Dear Lord, when those people come back and they do wake up, and they will, dear Lord, through you, they're going to wake up and they're going to find you and they're going to find that relationship that we have. But when that happens, dear Lord, give us the strength not to say, I told you so, to those people that have turned their backs on us for these last couple of years. Let us all be there with our arms wide open, dear Lord, not, not clenched fists. Dear Lord, let us give them a hug. Let them know that we love them and let them know that we're here to help them in any way that we possibly can. Dear Lord, give us that strength, the courage, and the patience to be able to do this in your holy name. We love you, Jesus, with all of our hearts. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Guys, this one's really been one that touched my heart, you know, because, you know, we've been taught, you know, just like in politics, that the greatest politicians are the ones that went to school to Yale to Harvard and got these law degrees. And we're learning now that the best politicians aren't even people necessarily went to college, but there's ones that love their country. And more importantly, the ones that love you, you know, we right now are trying to fill this world again with, with, with the love of Christ, you know, and that is our job right now as warriors. It may come a time where we have to lift that sword from our sheath or throw those rocks. But right now, what is our biggest mission? Our mission is taking the place of all of those corrupt institutions and churches around this country and being those preachers ourselves you know, at very least bringing people to Christ, you know, that's the least that we can do, you know, and then let them understand and preach the scripture. If we don't know the scripture as well as some other people, even better than myself, we can walk them over to that person so that they can understand the scripture. But we all have that ability and this beauty in our hearts to touch different people. And, you know, 
some stories that Scott's going to be telling you here coming up about his uh, this last week that he has. It's just mind-blowing, beautiful, and very, very impressive. And this church was filled with the majority of people that were criminals at one time. But you know what? Even criminals can find their way, and they can not only be better people and help inspire other people to find that relationship that they found themselves, but they've got these powerful stories of of the hardships and the, and the tribulations that they themselves have dealt with in their life. And they can help wake up people that are very similar situations to them. Guys, God has had patience with us forever. And he has found a way and a right, the right person, the right people to bring us down that narrow path, to introduce us to the scripture and that relationship that we have now with God. And we're very, very fortunate and lucky. And we have to remember that we have to emulate God in Christ in that aspect and have that same patience with others because you never know. The worst person that you know could end up being one of God's greatest warriors who wakes up more people than we ever could, and it's a beautiful thing. So I'm going to play this quick video um, that I did a while back, and it's called The Delicate Dance, and it's all about you know kind of how I came to Christ and how I remember where I came from, and I utilize that same thing of, of how I felt then to help bring other people to where I am now. It's called The Delicate Dance. Many conversations we have can be met head on without any hesitation, but certain topics become more personal for many and should always be engaged in a more delicate and empathetic way. Politics has become one topic most avoid for the sake of serenity at work or with their family, but one subject we should never shy away from is spirituality and religion. Although I'm a Christian now, it took most of my life to find the light. Not the generic light of saying I found God. I mean the light that you literally feel in your heart and your soul when you truly find God. Although I've always believed in Jesus, one of the main reasons that I kept my distance from Christian churches was because many of the Christians themselves. They often forgot that the reason they have faith is because they've already found God. And meeting a person they did not know with indignant judgment was not the way that they were gonna get a man without God to subscribe to their views. After a while, I began associating the people with the scripture, which I was weird to be part of. Fortunately, I did find my way and definitely wanted to share the excitement with others, but I never forgot my journey and will always meet new conversations with enthusiasm, empathy, and a genuine kindness. Condescension will end any conversation before it begins, so explaining your views to someone who may see things differently is a delicate dance. Conversation with opposing views is the only way that we can grow personally. Either you learned something you didn't know or your views were strengthened when you were challenged with a new question. Either way, it should always be done with an open mind and civility. Ultimately, it is not your words that inspire others to trust what you say is true. It is your actions that will inspire someone to listen to your words with accepting ears. Every person in this world either believes in God or science, which has always made some conversations a little more difficult than others. Most Christians do not deny science, where many scientists do not subscribe to God. You think it would be easier to explain God through science when I have so much faith myself and can feel it everywhere I go. But I never found a way that carried any kind of solid scientific foundation. However, it always made me want to pursue the answer. Recently, I came across a video where a theologian was asked to fill in the story of the creation of the universe, God and spiritual matter, the impact on material matter, and where God came from. Dr. Hoven gave one of the most profound responses I had ever heard, and I will pass it on the best I can. Where God came from isn't even a question, because if God was influenced by time, space, and matter, he wouldn't be God. Since time, space, and matter cannot exist without one another, they must have all been created at the same moment. Matter can't exist without space because it would have no place to exist. 
and matter cannot exist without time because it needs a moment to exist. God said, in the beginning, which brought us time. Then God created heaven, which was the manifestation of space, and at last he gave us earth, which was the creation of matter. Time is past, present, and future. Space is length, width, and height, and matter has solid, liquid, and gas, three trinities. Much like constructing a house, you cannot do it from the inside out. In order for God to have simultaneously created them, he must have existed first outside of them. If human emotion and developmental thinking is just something that developed by chance over millions of years, how can we possibly trust ourselves to make rational decisions? By asking the question, where did God come from? It assumes that God is limited and assuming that we could fit the understanding of God and be able to process his infinite wisdom in our tiny brains, would he really be a God worth worshiping? The value of listening to other perspectives and giving other people's ideas a chance is we become more enlightened and our beliefs gain a more solid foundation. Many people have different interpretations of the same things and many different ways of explaining something, which will resonate with some over others. And this is why it's easier to listen to some people over others, and also why we should never stop sharing. I personally will always be proud of my faith, but I will never discriminate against yours. If we can all example our faith in what we do, others will be inspired along the way and will ask the questions in hope of finding the same thing themselves. Religion can be taught, but spiritual connection to God is only something that you can find yourself. My commitment to Christ is not to judge your decisions, but to encourage more positive actions. There are many men and women that can recite scripture, but those words are pointless without ears that are willing to listen. The best teachers and leaders will always be the ones who do not ask to be heard. Their actions will be what inspires others to want to listen and seek the light that they have so sincerely and organically displayed. As long as you love your God, treat your lady with respect, take care of your family, protect the innocence of children, put others before yourself, we are ultimately fighting on the same side of this war. And any conversation had with love is a conversation worth having. So, you know, that's one thing is I, I never, I never stop trying to find new ways, new methods, you know, through God, just to ask him for that little bit of discernment so that I can help wake somebody else up because we're all so different. You know, we have different favorite music types. We have different favorite colors. We have different favorite um, books that we like to read. Everyone is a little bit different than the other. And not everyone has the ability to wake up everyone, but God has so many different types of people that we can all, you know, he puts his aces in their places, as I put it, you know, in order to help certain types of people. And, you know, one thing is finding different ways to be able to communicate with those people. And, and this one right here was, was a way through science. You know, how do you wake up an atheist, someone who just doesn't believe that God exists, that believes in science? Well, you show them how science um, works and how God is responsible for everything that happened in this world scientifically, how he was the great creator, how, you know, just like, he, you know, just like I said in that video, um, if we were to be able to understand and conceive God's thoughts in our own head, would it really be a God worth worshiping? No, God is just the most amazing thing we'll never be able to understand. Our heads would explode if we had God's infinite knowledge in our brain. We just wouldn't be able to handle it. And that is the thing, is that we are all given these these abilities, these stories, these trials and tribulations in our lives, and they're not by happenstance. God puts us through certain situations, and then he brings us out. Sometimes it comes right down to the precipice, and God's watching the devil do his work, and then God intervenes, and he pulls us right over, just rips us out from the grips of Satan, and pulls us straight over to him. 
And that when we find that narrow path and we find that love and that light, and when we have these conversations with other people, when we have these conversations trying to help people find God and wake them up, it has to come from our heart. It has to come with true love. It can't come from judgment. And that's what I was saying earlier is that the reason it took me so long for me to even find Christianity wasn't the scripture at all because I was reading the scripture. I believed in God. While I was over studying everything from polytheism to monotheism religions, you know, the reason that I never got into my old cultural beliefs as far as, you know, Scottish and Druids and stuff like that is because I only believed in one God. I only believed in Christ even before I was a Christian. But I ended up finding the right church that kind of inspired me to take that walk. And then I ended up finding the right people, people that had stories that were similar to mine that showed me that even though I may have had some problems when I was younger and did drugs and all this other stuff, there's a point where when God walks into your life and he pulls you to that narrow path, he heals you. And then you have the ability to use those same stories, those same situations that you've endured in your lifetime, things that you may be embarrassed about, which we shouldn't. Because those stories end up being what helps other people make that that walk. And, you know, when Scott tells you about the stories about him and his church this weekend, you guys are going to be mind blown. I mean, there was some some people that you would have considered the dregs of society, people that ended up in prison. But what did they do? They ended up finding God in, in the place you wouldn't expect it. Jail, prison, you know, you can find God anywhere when God's ready for you to find him into your heart. And then once you do, sometimes you find it so much, you find that love and that excitement that, that we found. And like I said there, not, you know, finding the light of God, but I mean, sincerely finding it, not saying that you found God, but, but feeling it, that, that love and that joy that you have in your heart when you truly, truly feel it. And when you do, you want to just express that love and show that love. And even if you're in prison, you have the ability to wake up other people. And then once they're out of prison and they're still awake, you don't know the impression that they've made on other people because of what you started. Guys, we have a lot of power that is bestowed to us by God in order to help other people. And like I said, guys, it may come to a time, one day, where we have to lift that sword, where we have to flip those tables. None of us want to, but we have to be prepared for it because there's an old saying, you know, like I said, you're better off being a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. You should always be prepared. Scott said it multiple times. We should always keep our swords polished, always ready to go. Don't pull them and walk around with them, but just be ready to use them if you have to. But right now, this is where our battle's at. Our battle right now is the, the battle between good and evil, between light and dark, between the spirit and the flesh. Our job right now is to utilize that, that love that we have for God and help other people find it too. Let them realize, just let them see you, let them feel it. Just be like, wow, I want what you have. And then we help them walk down that line gently. But like I said, guys, you have to start innocence, the babies with milk before you give them the meat. But you start giving them the meat, like I said, you, you may be counterproductive to your cause. You may want what's best for them, but you ultimately end up may chasing them away. And this is why I always say that getting people closer to God, helping people find that relationship, is and will always be a very delicate dance. But God has chosen us all to be able to speak in different ways. And it's a beautiful thing because we have the ability to wake up the entire world between each and every single one of us. So those of you that think that you could be doing more or you don't see you know, the, the actions or the causes that you've had on the hearts of other people, trust me, if you were showing that love and you were having these conversations, whether it be with a stranger or someone that you love, a friend, 
you're having a big impact. And it may not be something that you see immediately, but they will never forget the words that you have. They will never forget what they have seen and experienced through that natural joy and that love that you have. And then one day, that seed that you planted is going to grow. And you don't know, like I said, once that seed grows and they start finding that face, looking for it, seeking that, that path, they're going to end up being on our side and helping others do the same down the road. But it just takes you finding that relationship before you can really set off on that path because there's a great understanding once you know Christ, once he is in your heart, you can feel the love, you can see it, you can realize how important it is to dismiss all the temptations and the evil that the devil tries to bring into your life. But you have to get to that point. And like I said, guys, we all had the ability to just wake up. Just that one soul in our lifetime is all that it matters. Just one soul. I know every one of us would love to just wake up thousands and thousands. But like I said, you don't know that that one soul that you woke up could go back over to Wales and end up waking three people up. And those three people in Wales could end up in Scotland and waking 10 more people up. And then those people in Scotland end up going to England and waking up a hundred more people and on and on and on. You will never realize the impact that you have. And that's the beauty of God is his arms stretch wide. His arms are all over this entire world. He's embracing us right now. He is giving us that strength, that courage, and that discernment that we need right here at this very moment to be the best warriors, to be the best servants that we could possibly be. And like I said, guys, God doesn't ask much at all from us, not much at all. He asks us to walk that narrow path. He asks us not to sin. He asks us to accept him into his heart. He asks us to spread the gospel. And that's the least that we can do. That's the least we can do as his warriors, guys. And it may get rough. It may get more rough as time goes on. I can guarantee it will. But there's one thing for sure is that we know with God in our hearts, we're going to be okay. Even if we're removed from this earth, we're going to end up where we needed to be. But we need to utilize every single moment that we have right now, today, to help wake up that one more soul. Because today was promised by God. Tomorrow was not. But I can promise you one thing, and I know that just like me, the same thing with all of you, is that you're going to utilize tomorrow when you get that opportunity to help wake up that one more soul, to talk about God, to pray for somebody that needs prayer. Guys, when, when God asks to be a warrior, it doesn't always mean to be violent. It means, you know, prayer, love, you know, there's, there's many, many ways to be God's warriors. You know, we were blessed to be here at this very time to do what we can to help wake up those souls. Like I said, guys, we can't save the soul, but we certainly know who can. And our job is to lead them to that one person. And that would be our Lord Almighty, God and Jesus Christ. All right, guys, so it is 3.30. I want to thank you so much for joining us today for this uh, extra bended, this bended knee. Scott will be, he's heading home now. He will be home this evening to do Bards FM and Fishers of Men. And I'll be doing a Kilted Christian with the Conley. If you guys want to come through and join us, but I love you all very, very much, and it's always a privilege. Like I said, every time Scott reaches out and he says, hey, Duncan, I'm running a little behind. Can you run the show? You better believe it. It's an absolute honor, and I will use any excuse just to spend a little bit of more time with you guys because you inspire me more than I'll ever be able to inspire you, and I am grateful for everything that you do. Guys, I love you very, very much. I will see you tonight at Kilted Christian. Scott will be back for Bards FM this evening. Have a beautiful day, and God bless. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, 
to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. So, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. 
we are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.
sound complicated I sure do know how to tell a lie Some people say I ain't worth saving Sometimes I think they're right It ain't no secret I can say I get it wrong most of the time But looking at you right now Someone else would have walked away Someone else would have never stayed Sure as hell someone else would have left me Long, long time ago Oh, someone else would have called my bluff Saying I ain't even worth their love No one else could have loved me like you do Thank God my someone's you wasn't perfect, you were patient I didn't know what you were waiting for I swear I must have found an angel Sent from heaven's door Away. Someone else would have never stayed Sure as hell someone else would have left me a long, long time ago Oh, someone else would have called my bluff Saying I ain't even worth their love No one else could have loved me like you do Thank God my someone's Tell a lie. Someone else would have walked away. Someone else would never stay. Sure as hell, someone else would have left me a long, long time ago. Oh, someone else would have called my bluff, saying I ain't even worth their love. No one else could have loved me like you.
Nation, this is going to be our last song, and I'm going to go with a little bit of Johnny Cash Hurt to end the day. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. I focus on the pain The only thing that's real The needle tears a hole The old familiar sting Try to kill it all away But I remember everything what have I become, my sweetest friend? Everyone I know goes away in the end. And you could have it all, my empire of dirt. Full of broken thoughts 
Right, everybody, I want to thank you so much for joining us here at Bended Knee. Scott will be back tonight to run both shows, I do believe, and I'll be there for Kilted Christian with the Conley if you guys want to come over and join us. That being said, guys, thanks for hanging out with me for this dance party. I will see you all this evening. God bless you, and have an absolutely beautiful rest of your day.